0: Welcome to True Fulfillment Podcast. I'm your host, Daisy Cross, transformational life coach, professional hypnotist, speaker and a teacher of kundalini yoga and meditation. True Fulfillment Podcast welcomes you into individual talks and guest conversations as I join together with fellow transformational speakers, coaches, authors, rockstar philanthropists and thought leaders as they shared their inspiring stories of transformation with the intention of igniting humanity's souls to chase their dreams, to serve deeply, and to live wildly free, fulfilled lives. The Soul Moving and Upbeat Podcast is sure to move you into radical inspired action towards the greater vision for your life. Hey community, I hope you're doing so well. So I have an amazing special guest here in the recording studio and I can't wait to get this podcast session in your ears. And please welcome Ali. So Ali is an international spiritual and soul alchemy coach, a kundalini yoga and a meditation teacher, an energy healer, sound healer, conscious storyteller, seeker, and an eternal student of the cosmos. Her soul's purpose here on Earth School and here in this Aquarian age is to guide women in remembering their connection to the infinite and in turn, remember and reconnect to their own soul essence and what they came here to do. Passionately blending the tools of kundalini yoga, meditation, breathwork, energy and sound healing plus astrology, spirituality and life coaching into all of her classes, workshops, soul sessions and programs. She creates the nurturing, safe space for true soul healing and soul discovery to occur. Wow, what an amazing bio. Welcome Ali Fitzpatrick. How you doing sister? Oh, I'm doing so well Daisy. How are you doing? Okay. I'm doing really, really well, and I'm so glad that you finally made it here on my podcast. So whereabouts are you based, Ali? I am Minneapolis, Minnesota.
1: Middle of the states.
0: (laughs) Ali, I'd love for you to introduce a little about yourself to the community. You know, tell us a little about what you do. I know, you know, you're an absolute lighthouse. You work a lot with women. We're in a similar industry, kundalini yoga teachers, life coaches. But I know that you've got such a powerful story of healing, of freedom and transformation. And so I'd love for you to share a little about your own journey and how you became and becoming the miraculous woman who you are today. Oh my gosh, Daisy, thank you so much. Uh, so
1: my story, as I mentioned, I and took a little bit of time to really sit with other facets of it because right we're we're all evolving multifaceted human beings and parts of our stories parts of ourselves feel aligned at different parts of our journeys right just depending on where we are and today i <laughs> i realized that the story that feels most aligned for me in this moment i actually shared as my story, when I was interviewed for the summit, I I like co-created a couple months ago. And it's a story of like true worthiness and belonging and finding that within myself. Um, so my background, I, so I'm actually a professional actor, concert pianist. And so I've been acting my entire life. I started, Acting when I was six, I started dancing when I was four, I think piano when I was six or seven, and a wide variety of other instruments. And like a through line of that, that I realized is my whole life I had played a part, and it didn't Mm. matter what the part was. It could have been a part in a play, um, or quite frankly, The parts that I didn't even realize I was playing, but I was trying on these different coats because we all do, right? We all try and fit in. We all try and belong, but we never really belong. So, right, it could have been in different communities. It could be with different friends. It could be in different schools. I transferred schools a few times. It also was with my family. And what I realized is nothing ever truly brought me closer to this internal sense of belonging right like i felt like this outsider my entire life i felt like a black sheep which i know many many other people do and that's why i wanted to share this because looking back and reflecting back, I had this deep, 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 intrinsic longing, right? This innate longing for vulnerability and for authenticity and for true human connection, which I didn't even, A, I didn't have the words to describe those feelings at the time. And B, I wasn't in the communities where it, um, because we're all just like wearing these masks to try and feel like we belong. And and see, like I, it was never modeled to me. I didn't come from a family that was, I love them to pieces. I love my, my tiny family units so, so, so much. But it was never modeled to me. There was never this sense that I could be completely open, that I could be completely vulnerable. I could completely fall apart. That was never, ever, mm. ever an option. Yeah. And I always felt like I had to stifle who I was. Mm. and that continued, right, it continued from childhood, that was brought over into my high school, that was brought over into my college, it was brought over into graduate school, all of my other trainings, and quite frankly, like, I, Mm. that's still a major facet that I am just finally, finally, finally working through, and where does it come from, right, that worthiness, belonging, it comes from, I am not enough, right that's like the base stem of all of it where does that come from a lack of self-love and so probably like most other people listening to this right like my journey honestly has simply been a journey back to myself and understanding what self-love is for Mm. me and it wasn't until I truly got serious and took it serious and applied these concepts and understood my Mm. like I didn't understand that I had wants and I had needs I didn't know that this was okay until about a year and a half ago because of my upbringing because of the units I grew up in because of the communities I was a part of and there's nothing wrong there's nothing bad but like I didn't realize how disconnected I was from myself and so when I finally started taking this seriously my healing in this capacity seriously making myself love a priority right like mantras I say to myself every single day I value myself like I finally value myself and I effing love myself. I love no. myself so much. I love all of myself. My giant crying big heart and all. Sometimes I get crabby, sometimes I get angry, sometimes I'm just a human, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> and like really coming into your own worth, right? Mm, yeah. And once I finally started doing that, and honestly, it was about six months ago when I finally started putting that into practice. I mean, I've been doing that the past eight years, but I didn't take it seriously. And about six months ago, I finally started taking it seriously. Guess what started to happen? I finally started to attract my soul community. I felt like I belonged, but where did that come from? It came from my own innate sense of me finally belonging to myself. Like, I am mm. my one. I am the one, right? We always look for the one outside of us. There's no one outside of us. Mm. It all comes down to us. And once our internal world, once we start rearranging this, right? Our, our, our external matches our internal. And mm. I wasn't enough my whole life until I realized I was. Mm. And I finally realized I wasn't willing to settle. Like I, that was another major shifting point the last year. Like I am done settling for everything in my life because I value myself and I love myself to know I deserve so much more. I deserve everything I want in the world. So does everyone else. And yeah, it honestly started with relationships Yeah. because that is a major center point. With A, like we all reach, right? Where do we reach self actualization now? Once our base needs are met, Maslow's hierarchy mm. of needs, we mm. can reach them through relationships. But I've known this my whole life, and finally I stopped settling in relationships. And guess what? That spread to every other facet of my life. It spread to friendships, it spread to my family, it spread to my career, it spread to like my love, my passions in life. And guess what? I finally started to find my voice. I finally started to find me like all of me <laughs> so good, so, good. <laughs> so yeah the question that I ask like repeatedly now even in a friendship is it's this quote by Warren Shire and I don't want to butcher it but mm-hmm. it's your company must be sweeter than my solace and I take that to heart I share it like I am my own best friend finally I love myself it's your company must be sweeter than my solace
0: your company must be sweeter than my solace
1: yeah so your company must be better than me being by myself and i have taken that to heart i love myself i love my time i love my energy and right like those are two facets that are they're finite we can't get them back so we have to Mm. be really specific with that and so through, okay, so now tying tying a little bit more into mm. my journey to the, um, to the present, right? So through this journey, I have found myself through health. A, I found myself through acting. I found myself through health, yeah. through life, through spiritual coaching, through community yeah. yoga, through sound healing, through yeah. Reiki, through... Through numerology, through the moon, through all of these different facets of spirituality. And I keep diving deep. Like, I want to keep diving and human design, of shamanic mm-hmm. work, of Mayan cosmology. Like, I love it. Just this yeah. deep insight and understanding that I now have of myself that helps me to really understand myself and love myself and accept myself that, like, I operate in very specific ways that are different to other people, and that's Mm. what makes me me. And guess what? That's what makes all of us us. And once we can finally Mm. understand this, we can all have this beautiful wider appreciation and true acceptance and love of Mm. who our soul Mm. is and what we've came here to do. And so Mm. through understanding myself, my soul, my essence, why I am here, like that's what I've dedicated my life for. Creating yes. this safe, nurturing, exploratory space for other souls to really dive in, to explore, to discover who they are, what their souls are, what is underneath all this S-H-I-T, <laughs> why they came here for, like yeah. what they came here to do. Yeah. And it's, for me, it's all working through these
0: different multiple facets of spirituality.
1: Mm. And metaphysics.
0: Uh, so, so relatable. It was so interesting when you were speaking, your hands were kind of like going over your head as if you were like purifying and just unveiling and just fully expanding and just showing your full self. I absolutely love that. Thank you so much. So, so relatable. Um, Ali, you mentioned a lot about self-concepts and different and using different tools and techniques in your own journey of really unlearning and remembering and also healing from that Breakdown, which led to your greatest breakthrough. Can you share with me? I'd love to know just a few little tools and techniques and these concepts that really aided your healing and transformation. Yeah. So, starting out, because right after I
1: basically decided I wanted to put acting aside for a little bit, I dove into health coaching and life coaching. And so, immediately, the first things that came up, I dove head first into shadow work basically mm. Head first into shadow work I love so the people who I look up to the the authors these these spiritual thought leaders right um, I love Debbie Ford I yep. love her work so much I love Byron Katie loving what is I yeah. still use that to this day I use it with every single one of my clients yeah. because it's they're rudimentary concepts that we can understand to really break down those limiting beliefs through any Mm. facet of our lives and then where i really sank into this these concepts of worthiness of belonging of shame of guilt these different gremlins that we might have it was uh Brene brown and all of her work yeah so those those were my first deep dives into understanding myself and danielle laporte and the desire map and Mm, instead of yeah, instead of creating goals, you create feelings-based intentions. So, again, it's connecting in with your soul as opposed to our neuroses and these mental
0: pictures that we might feel lead us to a feeling, you know? Mm, got you, um, got you. Those teachers, they're so inspiring. Danielle Lepore and Byron Katie and, yeah, the sh- shadow work is a really powerful concept to dive into when you, you know, step foot on the self-development journey so interesting with the self-development journey you know there comes a time in our life where we begin to question and this was my experience anyway I began to question I thought life was going to be different and I didn't sign up for a life like this and just those powerful questions and those powerful statements really began to catapult me into this process that I like to say is It's an unlearning process and a remembering of the truth of who we are. And more often than not, and a lot of my clients state this as well, that there comes a time in our life where the pain of stepping back into that relationship or the pain of stepping back into that career or the pain of just being with ourselves and our stinking thinking and our addictions and habits and self-sabotage. It becomes that painful that we can't live another day on earth. Like there is no way that we can step one more foot back into that relationship. And usually, more often than not, the catapult to change and transform is from pain as opposed from pleasure, right? As opposed to being driven by a greater vision, that we are driven to change and transform from that place of pain. Absolutely, I can relate to that. Um,
1: There were a couple moments in my life where the pain... I I unknowingly tapped into the unbearableness of the pain. And I call them my little soul matches, right? Those are like winks from the universe being like, hey, listen, something has got to change. And oftentimes, it correlates with this deep internal pain that we might not even intellectually understand, but we know. And Mm -hmm. yeah, like for me, that the pain became my purpose when I set aside acting about seven years ago, six years ago. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was five. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) It feels like a life. It feels like another life. But I was so, um, because I wasn't able to, explore who I was right like I was constantly yes we bring ourselves to these parts but I was so sick of being everyone but myself Mm. and exploring everyone other than me Mm. and something had to change right like it was constantly we in our last conversation we spoke about beauty industries as as you said well guess what the acting industry is
0: yeah it's a beauty
1: industry it's someone it's putting your self-worth into someone else's um hands essentially and Mm -hmm. i mean not that it is indicative of of that if you've done enough self-worth work you know when you walk in it's basically a yes or a no right away and it has nothing to do with you however if you have not done the self-worth work that does a number Mm. on your soul. Like it is not a wonderful industry to be Mm. a part of. Mm. And so that was it. Like I was done. I was so done not being myself. Mm. And that's when everything shifted and just open, like this space was created for me to walk in and create anything I would like to create And the same Happened with the ending of my six-year-long partnership about a year and a half ago, the pain became so great of me not honoring who I was and not honoring my wants and my needs, and something had to, like something actually had to break. Right when we have, when we have our um, our breakups, they usually lead, lead to our breakdowns breakdowns lead to our greatest breakthroughs and this whole last year and a half has felt like one insanely flipping challenging Mm. painful glorious joyful beautiful breakthrough
0: yeah I love that so much you said our breakups lead to our breakdowns and our breakdowns transform into our greatest breakthroughs so so good and I speak directly from experience when I say that on the journey to my breakthrough and the journey to my transformation and I want to say continually transforming, continually growing, expanding, you know, never just transformed, always on a journey was truly the journey, was the journey of forgiveness when I speak from experience and sure some, you know, some people externally needed to be forgiven, however who I truly needed to forgive was myself. And with this journey of forgiveness came with it was extracting the lessons that needed to be learned.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So jumping off of that, there's, I know when I was working with, so she's still my coach to this day. I've gone through every single one of her programs. I love her to death, Beth Clayton, but I was working with her, through her life coaching program and it was specifically taking radical responsibility in every single aspect of our life and i um mm-hmm. there's there's certain i want to be careful how i phrase this because it's part of my experience and i know how delicate it is part of other people's as well um certain experiences that i i personally believe i i chose yeah all all of what I'm going through to help me grow into the, the soul that I wanted to grow and the lessons I needed to learn. It does not mean that I justify things that happened. But for instance, um, as, you, as you were talking about forgiving yourself, taking back the power, we're not victims. Um, the main thing I was, I was working through with that specific program of hers which I finally, just in the past couple of years, have gotten to this place, was um, working through sexual assault and how mm. that in and of itself, right, like finding that it's it's very sticky waters, you know, mm. but for myself and my journey of of understanding that yes this mm. this happened for me, and I. I can either choose to be a victim now, right? Like it's not happening anymore. It happened in the past. And I can either choose to be a victim still, or I can choose to take responsibility for what led to those circumstances and understand what my own part was to make sure that never, ever, ever happens again, to empower myself and then to be an advocate, to empower other people and to share my own story and to just be this healing, guiding force of love for others and acceptance and forgiveness, right? Like that main person that we all need to forgive is ourself
0: most yeah. of the time, first and foremost. Mm, that's so powerful, Allie. And thank you for bringing that point up and realizing that we can't change the past. We can't change what happened to us. However, we can change the way that we hold on to the past. We can change the way that we hold on to a particular event in a particular experience and realizing that the way that we begin to hold on to it and can loosen the grip and can begin to transform the wheels in motion from victim mentality to victor mentality and from my own experience a very powerful way to begin to loosen that grip up. And to begin to set the wheels in motion for our own freedom and liberation, which is that victor mindset, is to ask ourselves, now, what were the learnings and the teachings that I was supposed to learn from this past experience that will set me up for a bright and positive future? As soon as we do that, as soon as we extract the learnings and the teachings, they get stored in the subconscious mind. We begin to loosen that grip up. We let go of the past and we can move on with our future. This is a survival strategy that we have and those learnings and these teachings get lodged in the subconscious mind for future events. You know, the subconscious mind, it has our back. It needs to know that we've learned exactly what we've needed to learn to ensure that this never, ever happens again. And the beautiful gift is that our story of transformation, our story of healing, our story of liberation, our story of freedom becomes fuel to assist others that are going through a similar life event, life experience as our own that we have healed from. And we are all teachers from that standpoint. Really, we're doing the world a disservice, we're doing humanity a disservice by keeping our story of freedom and healing to ourselves. Really that it's not for us, but it's for the lives that are waiting to be touched and destined to be touched by your story of freedom and your story of transformation because there is someone out there right now that is experiencing exactly what you have experienced and what you have healed from. Absolutely. And going off
1: of that a little bit because in our last conversation, and I I know you maybe wanted to touch on it a little bit, but so we can work on it from the conscious level right we have this we have different states of consciousness and so yes there is there are things that we can do to work on it however we know because we've spoken about it how much how many of our beliefs actually stem from the subconscious and so what are those things that we can do subconsciously that's where kundalini comes in to my life specifically for my own personal practice and then being able to take my I guess my students, <laughs> I'm like, what do I, what do I call people that love hanging out with me in classes? Um, yeah. my students, it's literally taking them through a journey. I, that's one thing that I very much, um, not savor, but it's one thing I value bringing into my class. It's bringing me bringing my experiences and, mm-hmm. and giving the permission and, a, and creating that space for other people to bring in their experiences and to explore yeah. whatever they need to explore over that class period, over what have you, right? Yeah. Because all of this work with, <laughs> with the movement, with the breath work, with our mantras, with our mudras, with the silence, with everything that is helping us work with our subconscious, this technology, yeah.
0: Hmm, kundalini yoga, right on my sister. It is a subconscious reprogramming technology. And yeah, all beliefs that we hold are embedded on a subconscious level, You know, usually created during the very first seven years of our life and obviously the course of our life when there's a very strong emotional response to something. Such powerful work. And yes, I'm so excited to take one of your kundalini yoga classes, Ali. I've heard such, such good things about them. Um, I wanted to just move on to another subject and just ask you, what, what is your what is your platform? I know that you are a kundalini yoga teacher and you're, you're a type of coach as well. Amazing. I,
1: spiritual coach, soul alchemy coach. Uh, but then yeah. there's so much more. I mean, I basically say spiritual healer, teacher, yeah. speaker, and coach yeah. because I, it encompasses all of it.
0: I find you really inspiring with all the different healing modalities that you use in, in your coaching practice. And I want to shift gears and talk a little about numerology, as I know that you work a lot with numbers as well. And just correct me if I'm wrong, Ali, numerology stems from Kundalini yoga, right? So they're actually different. Oh.
1: Numerology comes from Pythagorean's theorem so kundalini numerology is very much based off of the 10 body because gotcha. i was getting i was getting really confused hearing my own teachers speak and like the kabbalist numerologists that works specifically with my school because i love i love them and i love him i'm like wait this yeah. is actually different than the numerology that i'm familiar with and so kundalini numerology um, as you know, for anyone that's not familiar, we, it's said that we have 10 bodies. Yeah. Um, soul, three mental, six energetic. And so the numerology is based off of the 10 bodies. Other numerology, the numerology that I work with predominantly um, is based off of Pythagorean the- theorem, whereas every number has, a, le- um, has a, a letter, consonant or vowel, associated with it. Me, for instance, I have a life path of three three i am sure it's of no surprise to you um three is the life path of creativity and of joy and of like the entertainer right it's it has this beautiful like jubilance and joie de vivre of it and it's so lively and it's it makes so much sense when i i've known myself
0: yeah you know yeah that suits you so perfectly i have dabbled in this a bit and I remember I have been told that mine's a four.
1: interest. Okay. So four is like, um, it's actually really interesting. Um, I like to describe it as all of 2020, right? Because we all have A, we all have our own personal numbers. We all have a personal year. And then we have a universal year as well. The universal year last year was number four. What was four? What was happening for everyone? It was like this dismantling of every single system that was not working. So it was like tearing everything to the ground and then inviting everyone to do the really, like, the not fun work of picking up the pieces that none of us Mm want to do. So. That's how I like to describe four. So three is kind of like the party. It has all the fun. And then four comes along being like, all right, I'm going to roll up my sleeves and I'm just going to like nose to the grind and do the work. Yeah. So it's very similar to like an astrology, a Capricorn,
0: for instance, or like a Virgo. Got you. Okay. I'm, I'm having mixed thoughts now. It actually might be a seven now that I'm thinking about it. Anyways, I'll have to get a reading from you, Ali, because I've been told that your readings, your numerology readings are absolutely incredible. So we'll definitely team that up. And Ali, it's been an absolute blessing having this conversation and finally teaming up this conversation with you. You're a sister, you're an absolute lighthouse, and I love the work that you're doing when it comes to inspiring and empowering the younger generation and uplifting and igniting women's potential. So, Ali, where can the listeners get in contact with you and get one of your amazing numerology readings? And yeah, just to be a part of your community. Yeah. Uh, so, you
1: can find me on Instagram at The Period Wellness Period Wanderer. Last E is a three. Um, it was taken. And I wish I were that cool to use numbers. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Ali Fitzpatrick is my pay is my profile page, and then I also have a free community for like it's a soul centered free community for women x just looking to live a higher vibrational life and helping to like break through any of those blockages that they might have called the high vibe society. And those yeah. are the three main places. Also, you can take a look at my website, Radiantly. R-A-D-I-A-N-T-L-Y aligned A-L-I-G-N-E-D
0: dot com Amazing, thanks for all that Ali and I'll put all that information in the show notes and I'd highly recommend joining that Facebook group it is high vibe Ali, I have one more question for you and so as you know my podcast is called True Fulfillment so I'd love to know what true fulfillment means to you Immediately, I sank into my heart center
1: and it was this overwhelming feeling of pure bliss and contentment and not needing to go anywhere not needing to do anything like everything is peaceful and beautiful and exactly as it should be right now in this moment which then bubbles over into every facet
0: yeah oh i love it my sister well Ali take good care honey and I look forward to many many more collaborations yes
1: yes yes thank you you too Daisy oh thank you
0: to get in touch with Ali and to join her amazing kick-ass community then head to the show notes and I'd highly recommend one of her amazing numerology readings take good care